our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Harry Potter, Philosopher and Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling Chapter 2 The Vanishing Glass Nearly 10 years have passed since the Dursleys Dursleys had woken up to find their nephew on the front step But Pivot Drive had hardly changed at all Sun rose in the same tidy front gardens Lit up the brass number 4 on the Dursleys' front door Crept into the living room Which was almost exactly the same as it had been on the night When Mr Dudley had seen the faithful news report about the owls only photographs of the mantelpiece really showed how much time had passed. Ten years ago, there had been lots of pictures of what looked like a large pink beach ball wearing different coloured bonnets of Dudley Dudley. There was no longer a baby. Now photographs showed a large bond boy riding his first bicycle, carousel at the fair, playing computer game with his father, being hugged and kissed by his mother. Rooms held no sign and all the other boys lived in the house too. Harry Potter was still there, asleep at the moment, but not for long. His Aunt Petunia was awake. It was her shrill voice that made the first noise of the, da- of the day. Up, get up now. Harry woke with a start. His aunt rapped on the door again. Up, she screeched Harry. Heard her walking around the kitchen, and then the sound of a frying pan. Being put on the stove, he rolled onto his back and tried to remember the dream he'd been having. It had been a good one. There had been a flying motorcycle in it. He had a funny feeling he had the same dream before. His aunt was back outside the door. Are you up yet? She demanded. Nearly, said Harry. Well, get a move on. I want to, you to look over the bacon. And and don't you dare get it, let it burn. I want everything perfect on Dudley's birthday. Harry groaned. What did you say? His aunt slapped through the window door. Nothing, nothing, Dudley's birthday. How could he have forgotten? Harry got slowly out of bed and started looking for socks. He found a pair on his bed after putting a spider off one 
them and put them on. Harry's used to spiders because the cupboard and the stairs was full of them. And that was where he slept. And he was dressed. He went down to the hall into the kitchen. The table was almost hidden beneath all Dudley's birthday presents. He looked, though Dudley had gotten the new computer he wanted. Not to mention his second television racing bike, exactly what Dudley wanted and why Dudley wanted a racing bike was a mystery to Harry. Dudley was very fat and hated exercise. And that's of course it involved punching if it was someone. Dudley's favourite punching bag was Harry. He couldn't often he couldn't often catch him. Harry didn't look at but he was very fast. Perhaps it had something to do with him living in a dark cupboard. Harry had always been small and skinny for his age. He looked very even smaller and skinnier. He really was because all he had to wear was the old clothes of Dudley's and to Dudley, about four times bigger than he was. Harry had a thin face, knobbly knees, black hair and bright green eyes. He wore round glasses, held together with a lot of scotch tape. Because of all the times Dudley had punched him on the nose, the only thing Harry liked about his own appearance was a t- very tiny thin scar on his forehead, and shaped like a bolt of lightning, and had it along as long as he could remember. The first question he ever remembered asking his Aunt Petunia was how he'd gotten it. In a car crash when your parents died, she said, and said, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions was the first rule for a quiet life with uh, Dudley's. Uh, Uncle Veronan entered the kitchen as Harry was turning over the bacon. Come here, he barked, by way of morning greeting. Uh, once a week, Harry Uncle Vernon looked uh, looked over the top of his newspaper and shouted that Harry needed a haircut. Harry must have had more haircuts than the rest of the boys of his class put together. But it made a difference. His hair simply grew that way, all over the place. Harry was frying eggs at the time Dudley arrived in the kitchen. His mother, Dudley, looked a lot like Uncle Vernon, in a large pink face, but much, not much neck, small, watery blue eyes, and thick blonde hair that lay smoothly on his thick, fat head. Aunt Petunia said, often said that Dudley looked like a baby angel. Harry often said that Dudley looked like a pig in a week. Harry put the plates on of an egg and bacon on the table, which was a difficult place. There wasn't much room. Daddy, meanwhile, was counting his presence. His face fell. Thirty-six, he said, looking up at his mother and father. There's two less than last year. Fine, you haven't counted Aunt Maggie's presence. See, in here under this big one for Mummy and Daddy. All right, thirty-seven then. Said Daddy, going red in the face. Harry, who could see a huge bloody tantrum coming on, came walking down his bacon as fast as possible. Kicked Daddy, turned the table over. Aunt Julia obviously scented danger. Two, because she said quickly, and hey, we buy you another two presents while we we're out today. How's that, Pumpkin? Two or more presents. Is that all right? Daddy thought for a minute. Moment. It looked like hard work. Funny, he said slowly. So I have thirty, thirty. Thirty-nine, sweetums, said Aunt Petunia. Oh, Daddy sat down heavily and grabbed the nearest parcel. All right, then. Uncle Vernon chuckled. The other type wants his money's worth, just like his father, out to boy Dudley. He ruffled Dudley's hair. At that moment, the telephone rang, and Aunt Petulia went to answer it with well, Harry and Uncle Vernon, while Dudley unwrapped the racing bike, a video camera, a remote control airplane, 16 new co- computer games, and a VCR. He was ripping the paper off with a gold. Off a gold witch watch when Aunt Petulia came back from the telephone, looking both angry and worried. Bad news, Vernon. 
she said. Miss Frigg broken her leg. You can't take him. She jerked her head in Harry's direction. Dudley's mouth fell open in horror. Harry's heart gave a leap. Every year on Dudley's birthday, his parents took him and a friend out for the day to venture parks, ham, burger restaurants, or the movies. Every year, Harry was left behind for Miss Fig, a mad old lady who lived two streets away. Harry hated it there. The old house standing as well as a cabbage. Miss Fig made him look at photographs of all the cats she might have owned. And now what? said Aunt Petunia, looking furiously at Harry, as though he planned this. Harry knew he ought to feel sorry for the black mistake, broken a leg. It wasn't easy, and he reminded himself. It would be a whole year before he had to look at Tibbs, Snowy, Mr. Paws and Tuffy again. We could phone Marge, Uncle Vernon suggested. Don't be silly, Vernon. She hates the boy. The Dudleys often spoke about Harry like this, as though he wasn't there. Rather as though he was something very nasty. He couldn't stand him. Like a slug. What about that? What's her name? Your friend. You, Yvonne. On vacation to Morojulka, snapped Aunt Petulia. You couldn't just leave me here, Harry put in, hopefully. He'd be able to watch what he wanted intelligence for change, and maybe have a go at Dudley's computer. Aunt Petulia looked at Zoe. You just, she just swallowed a lemon. And come back and find the house in ruins. She snarled. I won't blow up the house," said Harry. Well, they weren't listening. But they weren't listening. I suppose we could take him to the zoo," said Aunt Petulia slowly. Leave him in the car. Cause knew you're not sitting in it alone. Daddy was going to cry loudly. In fact, he wasn't quite really crying. It had been years since he really cried. We knew that he screwed his face and world. Your mother would give him everything, him anything he wanted. Dinky Dudleyans doesn't cry, mummy. Don't let him spoil your, spoil your special day. She cried, flinging her arms around him. I don't want him to come, Daddy yelled between huge pretend sobs. He always spoils everything. Showed Harry a nasty grin for the gap in mother's arms. Just then the doorbell rang. Oh, good Lord, they're here, said Aunt Petrusian frantically. A moment later, Dudley's best friend, Piers Poblakes, walked in with his mother. Piers was a scrawny boy, with a face like a rat. Usually the one held people's arms behind their backs while Dudley hit them. Dudley stopped pretending to cry at once. Half an hour later, Harry, who couldn't believe his luck, was sitting in the back of Dudley's car with Piers and Dudley on the way to the zoo for the first time in his life. His aunt and uncle had been able to think of anything else to do with him. Before they left, Uncle Vernon had taken Harry aside and warned you. He said, putting his large purple face right up close to Harry's. I want you now, boy. Any funny business? Anything at all? You'll be in that cupboard from now until Christmas. I'm not going to do anything, said Harry, honestly. Uncle Vernon didn't believe him. No one ever did. Problem was- Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, 
with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Was strange things often happen around Harry, and it was. There's no good telling the Dunsleys he didn't make them happen. Once Aunt Petulia, tired of Harry coming back from the barbers, looking as though he hadn't been at all, had taken a pair of kitchen scissors and cut his hair so short he was almost bald except for his bangs, which he left to hide that horrible scar. Darlene had laughed in so silly Harry, spent a sleepless night imagining school the next day. We had already laughed at his baggy clothes and taped glasses. The next morning, however, he got up to find his hair exactly as it had been before. Opportunity had sheared it off. He had given a week in his cupboard for that. Even though he had tried to explain, he couldn't explain how. Going back so quickly. Another time, Opportunity had been trying to force him into a revolting old sweat of Dudley's brown with the orange fluff puffballs. A hardy tried to pull it out over his head. As the more it could it seemed to become, finally it might have expanded. Fitted a hand puppet, but certainly wouldn't fit Harry. Opportunely decided it must have shrunken in the wash. His great to his great relief, Harry wasn't punished. On the other hand, he got into terrible trouble by going being found on the roof of the school kitchens. Daddy's game been chasing him as usual then. Then, as much to Harry's surprise as anyone else's. There he was sitting on the chimney. Dudley's received a very angry letter from Harry's headmistress, telling him that Harry had climbing school buildings. All he tried to do, as he shouted at Uncle Vernon, to lock the door in his cupboard, was climb behind the big trash cans as her kitchen doors. Harry supposed the wind must have caught him in midair. But today, nothing was going to go wrong. It was even worth being with Dudley and Piers to be spending the day somewhere that wasn't school. It's covered. Mrs. Fig's cabbage-smelling living room. While he drove, Uncle Vernon complained to Aunt Petulia. He liked to complain about things, people at work, Harry the council, Harry the bank, Harry and Harry were just a few favourite subjects this morning. Motorcycles roaring along like maniacs. The young hooligans, he said, his motorcycle overtook them. I had a dream about a motorcycle, said Harry. Remembering suddenly, it was flying. Uncle Vernon nearly crashed the car in front. He turned right around his seat. You heard Harry? His face like a big, tragic beat. Moustache, Mr. Motorcycles don't fly. Dudley and Piers sniggered. I know they don't, said Harry. It was only a dream, but he wished he hadn't said anything. And there was one thing that Dudley hated even more than his asking questions. He's taking, talking about anything, acting. But he's talking about anything acting in a way that it shouldn't. It shouldn't. 
No matter if it was a dream or even a cartoon, seemed to think you might be, get dangerous ideas. Very sunny and Saturday, and the zoo was crowded with families. Dudley's one pulled Dudley and Piers large chocolate ice creams entrance, and then, because this lady, lady in the van had asked Harry what he wanted before they could hurry away, away they brought him a cheap lemon ice pop. It wasn't bad though, enough. Not bad enough, Harry thought, licking it as they watched the gorilla scratching his head. Little Mark, we let Dudley, said he had it wasn't blonde. Harry had the best morning he had in a long time. Careful to walk a little way apart, but Dudley said that Dudley appears who had started to get bored with the animals by lunchtime. Wouldn't fall back on their favourite hobby of hitting him. He had in a school zoo restaurant, but Dudley had a tantrum because his knickerbocker lorry didn't have enough ice cream on top. Uncle Vernon brought him another one. Harry was allowed to finish the first. Harry felt Oswood, he should have known, but too good to last. After lunch, they went to the reptile house. It was cool and dark in there, with lit windows all about around along the halls. Behind the glass, all sorts of lizards and snakes were crawling and slivering over bits of wood and stone. Dudley and Piers wanted to see huge poisonous cobras and thick man-crushing pythons. Dudley quickly found the largest snake in the place. It would have wrapped its body twice around Uncle Vaughan's car, crushing into his crush can. But at that moment, it didn't look in the mood. In fact, it was fast asleep. Daddy stood with his nose pressed against the glass, staring at the blistering brown coils. Move it, move it. Make it move, he whined. His father, Uncle Vernon, tapped on the glass. The snake didn't budge. Do it again, boldly ordered. Uncle Vernon wrapped the glass smartly with his knuckles, but the snake just snoozed on. This is boring, Dudley moaned. He shuffled away. Harry moved in front of the tank, looking intently at the snake. He wouldn't have been surprised. had been died of boredom itself. Oh, no company except stupid people drumming their fingers on the glass, trying to disturb it all day long. It was worse than having a cupboard as a, as a bedroom. The only visitor was Aunt Petulia, having a door to wake you up. At least he had a visit. He got to visit the rest of the home. Snake suddenly opened its eye and beady eye. Slowly, very slowly, raised its head until its eyes were on a level with Harry's. It winked. Harry stared. He looked quickly round to see if anyone was watching. He weren't. He looked back at Snake and winked too. Snake jerked its head towards Uncle Vernon. And Dudley, then it raised its eyes and said, gave Harry a look that said quite plainly, I get that all the time. I know, Harry murmured. The glass, though he wasn't sure the Snake could hear him. It must be really annoying. The snake nodded viciously. Where do you come from anyway, Harry asked. The snake jabbed its tail in a little sign next to the glass. Harry appeared at the boa constrictor of Brazil. Was it nice there? The boa constrictor jabbed its tail in the sign again, and Harry read on. This specimen was bred in a zoo. I see you've never been to Brazil. As the snake shook its head, a deafening shout behind Harry took made both of them jump. Dudley, Mr. Dudley. Come and look at the, this snake. You don't, won't believe what he's doing. Daddy came waddling around toward them as fast as he could. Out of the way, you, he said, punching Harry in the ribs. Caught by his surprise, Harry fell hard on the concrete floor. What came next happened to be so fast, now they saw how it happened. While sitting Peter and Dudley were leaning right up close to the glass. Next, he had leapt back with howls of horror. Harry sat up and gasped. The front glass of the boat constrictor tank had vanished. The great snake was really calling itself rapidly, slivering 
out onto the floor. People throughout the reptile house screamed and started running to exits. The snake slid swiftly past him. Harry could, could swore a low hissing voice said, Brazil, here we come. Thanks, amigo. The keeper of the reptile house was in shock. But the glass, he said, he kept saying, where did the glass go? Luke director himself made an opportunity, a cup of strong sweet tea. Well, he apologised over and over again. Peter and Dunny got any jibber. As far as Harry is seen, the snake hadn't done anything except snap, snap playfully at their heels as it passed. As it passed, but by the time they were back in Uncle Vernon's car, Johnny was telling them how he needed better off his own leg. Appears as swearing and just tried to squeeze him to death, but worse. Of all, for Harry at least, was Piers proclaiming it, calming down enough to say, Harry was talking to it. Weren't you, Harry? Uncle Vernon waited if Piers was slowly out the house while studying on Harry. He was angry. He could speak. He managed to say, Go, cupboard, stay. No meals. For he collapsed in a chair. Opportunity had to run and get him a large brandy. Harry's lay in a dark cupboard much later, wishing he had to watch. He didn't know what time it was. He couldn't be sure Dudley's were asleep yet. Till they were, he couldn't risk sneaking in the kitchen for some food. He lived with Dudley's almost ten years, ten middle years. long as he could remember, ever since he had been a baby, his parents had died in a car crash. He couldn't remember being in a car. His parents had died. Sometimes he strained his mind. During long hours in his cupboard, he came up with a strange vision, a blinding flash of green light, a burning pain in his forehead. Then he supposed it was a crash, though he couldn't imagine where all the green light came from. He couldn't remember his parents at all. His aunt and uncle never spoke with him, and of course he was forbidden to ask questions. No photographs of them in the house. When he had been younger, Harry dreamed and dreamed of some unknown revelation, come and take him away, but that never happened. The Dudleys were his, were his only family. Yes, sometimes he thought, or maybe he hoped, that strangers in the street seemed to know him. Very strange strangers they were too. A thin man, a violet, violet top, a bow to him, once while out at shopping, opportunity Dudley. After asking Harry furiously, he knew the man. Opportunity had rushed him out of the shop without buying anything. A wild looking old woman dressed in green waved merrily at him over onto the bus. A bald man in a very long purple coat had actually shaken his hand in the street the other day and walked away without a word. The weirdest thing about all these people was the way they seemed to vanish the second Harry tried to get a closer look. At school, Harry had no one. Everyone knew that Dudley's gang hated the old Harry Potter. His baggy old clothes and broken glasses, and nobody liked this guy to disagree with Dudley's gang. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel. It's so breathable. 
with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.